Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. Here's your host, Miles Beacom. Hello, I'm Miles Beacom, and I'm the chair of the endowment group at South Dakota Hall of Fame. And today I'm with Jeff Broing, who's the founder and CEO of Poet. And Poet is one of the most amazing companies ever that has been ever uh, developed in South Dakota. Uh, Poet is the world's largest distributor of biofuels. Let me repeat that. They're the largest distributor in the world of biofuels, and they're based right here in South Dakota. And Jeff, again, congratulations. Jeff was an inductee in 2017. And can you tell me a little bit about uh, just your background and the development of the company and what it took to get to where you're at today? Sure. Uh, you know, uh, Poet began uh, way back uh, when I was in my early 20s. Uh, we purchased a bankrupt ethanol plant in Scotland, South Dakota. We had the nerve to do that because we actually had a small ethanol plant on my father's farm where we learned the business. And uh, having come from the banking industry for a short period of time, I understood the numbers. So we purchased a, a bankrupt ethanol plant in Scotland, South Dakota, made one million gallons our first year with 13 employees. And uh, over the last... Uh, more than 30 years, we've grown this company uh, to about 2 billion gallons of ethanol production uh, and marketing. Uh, in addition, we sell about 10 billion pounds of byproducts uh, that go to animal feed uh, all over the world. And we also produce about 600 million pounds of corn oil that go to biodiesel production. Uh, and we've got a few other really neat bioproducts we're doing as well that are evolving out of agriculture. So, um, so we started as a very small producer, uh, grew to a very large producer. Uh, and marketer and researcher uh, in this business. And, uh, and today uh, we continue to, to look for opportunities to grow. Um, we've been able to have, I think, a pretty significant impact on agriculture, uh, which are my roots. I come from agriculture. And we're very excited about the future. I just think it's amazing. A uh, farm kid started with your own uh, plant right on your farm and purchased one that was going bankrupt. And now did you say 2 billion gallons a year are being produced? Yes, we're producing 2 billion gallons of, of, of uh, biofuel per year, uh, bioethanol. Uh, we're producing that from about 5% of the U.S. corn crop. So we purchase and, and process about 5% of the U.S. corn crop, uh, which, of course, is enhancing uh, agricultural prices. But another great thing is um, we're producing a product that's much cleaner from the tailpipe. So we're reducing greenhouse gases, uh, having an impact on climate change, we're cleaning up the toxins, the cancer-causing agents in the tailpipe in our nation's largest cities. Where there's a lot of smog, we're able to help that. Uh, and we're adding a lot of economic activity all over the Midwest, uh, as well as around the globe where we're moving our products. Oh, great. How do you think Port has impacted South Dakota? Uh, I think, first of all, we've created a lot of jobs here. Uh, so we've been able to, uh, we, have, we have about 350 jobs right here in Sioux Falls. Uh, we have uh, 27 plants scattered throughout the Midwest, several of those in South Dakota employing people as well. Uh, we've been able to impact, I think, the ag economy may be the greatest. Um, agriculture is the largest, um, uh, basically the largest industry in our state. So when you impact agriculture, you impact everything. So we like to think that by raising prices on the farm, creating more demand for those farm products, we've helped to raise up uh, the economy of South Dakota uh, in many different ways, uh, not just by employing people.
every business that is successful runs into challenges from time to time. And I always say that the true successful businesses are those that are ready to take on that challenge. Uh, and one of the things that we really want to talk about is some of those challenges that you face because it's so easy for people to throw in the towel and say, that's too tough for me, I'm going to go and try something else. Uh, could you share a couple of the challenges that you've really been faced with? When I think about challenges, there have been many, obviously, uh, many challenges. You know, getting financed originally was extremely difficult. This industry wasn't popular. We had to educate the banks. Um, uh, you know, we had to educate the farmers to bring us their, their, their crops. But maybe the largest challenge we challenge we faced is political. Um, we have competition. Um, the oil industry doesn't always want to see competition uh, coming from biofuels. And so we have been in, in political battles literally since day one. Um, right here in South Dakota in the legislature and other states, uh, all the way to the steps of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Um, I've gotten to know the last four presidents a bit, uh, and that's how political this industry is. Uh, and uh, we have had to fight politically. It's not been easy. It's, not been, it's, it's cost uh, quite a bit of, of, of money over time. We had to invest in that. Uh, but we have, over time, slowly but surely made progress politically against an industry that's very well entrenched and about 100 years old. So we have been able to survive. We have been able to lift up agriculture. We have been able to help the state of South Dakota where we don't have oil wells, but we have a lot of cornfields. Um, we help South Dakota. We've been able to prevail in those battles over time. But there have been a lot of frustrations, but we have been able to prevail. With those battles and frustrations, they, they can really eat at you. And the success that you've built here in South Dakota is just uh, truly amazing. Uh, my, my question is probably, why didn't you throw in the towel? That would have been the easy thing to do. I think that having grown up on a farm, uh, having you know been a former FFA and 4-H member, having really had my roots in agriculture, um, I really was out to help the farmer. When we got in this business, the commodities were below the cost of production. Uh, farmers were being subsidized. Uh, they're back there today, and we need to grow the industry again to help them again. Uh, but really, my agricultural roots, uh, my experiences uh, as, a, as a young man, I really wanted to help farmers as much as I wanted to help you know my family. And that kept me very motivated. So I had a lot of passion around agriculture, a lot of passion around uh, biofuels. And the passion, I, I really believe, kept me going. Okay. Jeff, that really ties into the next question. That's what characteristics do you see in a dream chaser, somebody that really is, has been successful in some of the challenges that they've faced? Uh, what do you see as those characteristics? I think number one is passion. You have to find um, that thing that, that in your heart uh, really motivates you. And we all, we all have it. We all have gifts. We all have, I think, a purpose. Uh, I, I really believe in the book called The Purpose Driven Life. And, uh, and uh, I, you have to find your purpose. And once you find your purpose, uh, it's very easy to be motivated, I believe, about something, uh, especially if it's something that helps others, uh, something that change, changes the world and makes it a better place. We're all called to help our neighbor. Um, and this is an industry that's helping an awful lot of people uh, all, over the, all over the globe, uh, and it's pretty exciting. And I think the future is very, very bright. Jeff, I just need to touch on one thing. Uh, you, you, you personally and the organization continues to give back. Why do you do that when you don't have to, to the community and to the state? I think as well, when, when you're given much, uh, much is required, you know, of those that are given much. We've been very blessed, um, you know, as, as a company, as an industry, uh, we've been blessed. Uh, my family's been blessed. And so uh, we really believe that giving back is the right thing to do to help others uh, that are less fortunate than you. It just really is in my heart, always has been. 
to uh, to do good things for others whenever I can. And so we, my whole family, looks at it that way, and uh, and we continue to be blessed. I think it's I think that's somewhat uh, somewhat karma. When you do good things, good things happen to you. And so we do good things here at Poet, and and we're blessed that good things continue to happen to us. So. Well, Jeff. Uh I'd say the people of South Dakota feel blessed to be able to have you, your family, poet, uh, as partners in South Dakota and giving back as well. And people are watching you, and you set the bar pretty high for the rest of us too. So thank you very much for that. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. Jeff, what else would you like to share about your success or the organization that people probably don't know about you or poet? Um, I, th I think, you know, I, I was raised in a very humble way. I, was, I, was, I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, I grew up... Uh, you know, actually uh, breeding and showing swine uh, all over the state of Minnesota at the time. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting fact about me that I have very humble roots uh, and that I, I didn't grow up uh, highly successful. I learned how to be highly, you know, learned how to be successful. I think also uh, my family is more involved in the business than a lot of people might know. All three of my children have now entered the business. And so uh, uh, my oldest daughter is my chief of staff, my middle daughter is in communications, my son is now launching our our line of hand sanitizer and getting involved in that. So it's really fun to see the next generation getting involved in the business. I didn't see that coming. Um, actually, I didn't know that any of them would be interested, but uh, they've all caught the passion, which is probably the most important thing you need to be, I think, highly successful. And so it's really fun to watch. One of the uh, toughest challenges that you've seen that you've had in your past, could you share that with us? Well, there were many challenges. You know, going back to the early days, uh, just just finding the funding and financing the company was extremely difficult. Um, getting banks to believe in an industry that had some issues several years earlier, uh, I was constantly having the market and sell and convince others uh, to back us. Um, uh, you know, moving on, technological challenges. This industry wasn't uh, as technological as today. We had to figure things out. We would run into uh, catastrophic equipment failures and have to find a piece of used equipment, uh, you know, drive two states away and install the thing in 72 hours or we'd been out of business. I mean, we, we ran up against lots of challenges and when it happened, you just find a way. You, you get creative, uh, you never quit, you stay up all night if you have to, and you find a way to get through those challenges. And we did that for years. Um, later on, there were some financial challenging times we had. You know, the company was all at, at the verge of of collapse once or twice. Uh, we once again, even later in the game, had to had to get creative. We had to find a way. We had to find the right banks. We had to find the right people. We had to market. We had to convince them to back us. So it was con many different instances where you, where you had a wall. It may happen again someday, and we will have to get creative. And we'll have to find a way. COVID COVID nineteen created challenges. We found a way. We got through it, and we're sitting okay today. So um, I think just uh, never giving up is a very very important thing. Never give up. Always. Stick to your passion and, and just find a way, find a way to get through the problems. And I've always found that the key is really having the right people around you so when you run into those tough times, you're able to bounce, bounce ideas off them and, and really come up with those uh, success stories and later. Uh, and you mentioned COVID and even the hand sanitizer that you did and how beneficial that's been for the state as well. And I remember getting a call saying, do you need some? Uh, from your team, and I appreciate that as well. But uh, every successful organization, a lot of people think that they never have a problem. Every single one has problems that uh, could be catastrophic if you don't have the right people and team in the in the focus to overcome that. So great. I agree. It is. It's all about the people, and we have been blessed with great, great people. 
Um, we, we attract them from all over the country. Uh, we live in a great place here in Sioux Falls. Uh, people have moved here to work for us from all over the nation. Uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool because they've come from warmer climates and all over, but they, they really like Sioux Falls. So this is a great place to live, great place to raise a family. And Sioux Falls and South Dakota have really helped us to attract some of the talent that we needed. Jeff, can you share a little bit about the culture at Poet? Absolutely. Uh, we have three culture statements. Uh, number one, we're all on the same team. Obviously, we're in different cities all over the country uh, and towns. And so uh, number one is we're all on the same team. Um, no matter where you are in this organization, we are, we are one team. The second, uh, I think, is the most important part of our culture statement. It is uh, we all park our egos at the door. It is not about the individual. It's not about the importance of the individual. It's about, the, it's about what we're accomplishing together. It's about the vision and the mission and the goals, which, quite frankly, are to change the world and make it a better place. And, uh, and the third is we always communicate because as I find problems in my company, it's always tied to communication. So we really emphasize that we, we used to even say over-communicate because everyone, the right hand needs to know what the left hand's doing. As a company grows from 13 employees to close to 2,000 where we are today, uh, you need to still function like a small company, which is where everyone knows what's happening. So we work very, very hard to make sure that everyone at every level understands what's happening at our company. You mentioned two really key points is leave, leave the ego at the door. That's tough for a lot of people to do. Uh, but it's really required to have a successful company. And then the communication. Uh, I've never heard a company, uh, employees within a company, say they, they hear too much about what's going on. Uh, so you can never communicate enough. But uh, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. The, uh, as you look to, uh, to leaving your ego at the door, uh, I cannot tell you how many people have told me they came to this company because of that statement. Because they've been where that's not the case. They've been in companies where that's not the case. And they like an environment where that is the case. And it has to start at the top. It starts with me. The CEO has to, has to live the culture, and I do, and, uh, and I think that helps as well. Great. Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about your mission here at Poet? You know, at Poet, we believe that we can use the sun, the soil, and the seed to replace all the things that come from hydrocarbons. It's not going to happen in a decade, but over the next 40 to 50 years, there is no question we can use products from the surface of the earth that are in sync with nature, that go back to the earth uh, to replace things that come from petroleum. Petroleum is creating some bad things for our planet. It's creating climate change. It's creating uh, products that don't break down. Uh, so we've got all these issues with landfills and, and toxins and, and, and poisons. We've got nasty products in our air, our water, our food, all coming from one product, petroleum. So we believe agriculture over time and biofuels and bioproducts can replace everything that comes from petroleum. Now that's a big goal, that's a lofty goal, but we think it's a goal that's worthy, we think it's where the world has to go to be sustainable, and we think that we can play a role in helping to start that mission. Well congratulations Jeff, uh, you built an incredible and just a truly remarkable business and again to think the number one producer in the world of biofuels right here in South Dakota. Uh, amazing accomplishment, amazing story, and love your background and everything that you do as well. So thank you very much, Jeff. Well, thank you. Thanks for the comments. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.